are listening to the Die Hard Racerback Fan Podcast with your hosts, Taylor Stallnicker and Alex Hill. Two Arkansas guys talking about Arkansas sports. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Here are Taylor and Alex. Welcome, listeners. This is the Die Hard Razorback Fan Podcast. My name is Taylor Stallnaker, and I am here with my great friend, Mr. Alex Hill. How are you doing today, man? I am doing great. I am a sweaty mess. <laughs> I uh, just got through uh, uh, doing, uh, doing a couple miles at Mills Park. Awesome. Down the road. and uh, Yeah, hopefully, I mean, do I stink? I mean, we're, no, we're, I think you're fine. Okay, okay. We're, we're we're at a distance here, of course. You know, trying to trying to do that social distancing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, just a sweaty mess right now, Taylor. Um, man, it's it's been a while. Yes, it has. About three weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, I I went and uh went on vacation for a little bit, and then uh uh you know work's just been crazy. So, but really glad to be back here with you today, and uh. Uh, Taylor, what what have you been up to the last couple weeks? Well, I've just been hanging out at home watching the NBA restart. Awesome. My Milwaukee Bucks are tied one to one with the Orlando Magic. So come on, Bucks, let's get us wow. a win today and go up two to one. Quite the surprise when uh, Orlando took that first game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Of course, I think uh, I think the Lakers were just as surprised that Portland took the first game too. Yeah. First time that that had happened, an eight seed beat a one seed, I think, or, or both eight seeds beat the one seed in a, quite a while. Yes. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, you know, the NBA, they seem to be doing a really good job with that bubble. Oh, yeah, they've had zero positives, I think, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't say the same thing for the Major League Baseball. Uh, of course, I think they're they're still getting along okay. Yes. Um, but, uh, but, hey, you know, sports are back. Um, you know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe our mental health is, you know, going to just get a little bit better with you yes. know, having something to actually watch on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, oh, so Taylor, um, what, one thing I did uh, the last couple weeks, um, me and me and my wife Bethany, you know, we we've been wanting to get uh, some tattoos for a while. Uh, so we went and got. Uh, she got one. Um, it's like a. Uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember what it what it is exactly. Uh, it's like a leaf on her on her arm. Uh, she's gonna kill me. Well, you know what? She's probably not even gonna listen to this anyways. <laughs> but uh, um, but anyways, I decided to get a tattoo myself. Uh, you want me to show you, Taylor? Well, if it involves taking your pants off, I'll pass. Oh, come on, man. Uh, no, no, uh. No, I've uh, I got it on my shoulder here. Okay. And, uh, I think you'll, I think you'll like that. I do like that a lot, yeah. man. Yeah. Of course, uh, I don't know, I don't know if we should describe it to uh, to the audience. Maybe, maybe if you're listening, maybe you should go to the Facebook page, the Die Hard Razorback Fan Podcast, and just put a message out there. Hey, show us your tattoo. <laughs> and uh, hey, maybe. 
maybe uh maybe we'll have a uh a picture uploaded to satisfy that request but uh anyways man taylor uh what do we what do we got going for our first quarter uh of the podcast today i think uh we're just going to talk about current news maybe some news from the past couple weeks what's been going on well, the big news, of course, is Isaiah Joe. First, he decided to get out of the draft, and now he has decided to re-enter his name in the draft. So yeah. I was devastated when I heard the news, man. I really I was hoping he would come back. I know. We were both talking about, you know, we were hoping to maybe do a podcast a couple weeks ago, and we weren't able to get around to it. But you were planning on reading his uh, uh, his statement on mm-hmm. whenever he was coming back. Yep. And, uh, you know, quite a roller coaster. And and to be honest with you, I can't blame the guy. I can't either. Uh, I mean, I mean, if there's somebody telling him, and if, 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 if there's a very real possibility that he could be drafted in the, the first round or even upper second round, I mean, maybe, maybe it's time, you know, uh, I mean, the NBA has definitely showed that they are capable to to play games in, oh yeah in this era that we're in uh and uh so i don't know we, it's it was a real bummer for sure um you know we've actually met met isaiah joe before and he's a great kid i wish him all but the best yeah yeah, yeah he's a uh, um actually um I, i'm I, i'm gonna just put out a a little shout out for another podcast um if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably you're probably familiar with Bo Mattingly's podcast, yeah. Hog Pod. Uh, he interviews all kinds of folks, uh, coaches, players, commentators. Uh, the 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 interview that he did with Isaiah Joe is great. Yeah, uh, you know, it talks about. I think we actually listened to that on on the way to the game uh, this last January. Um, be a good kid. Uh, grew up. Uh, I mean, he's. Raised here in Arkansas, I think Fort Smith. Fort Smith, right? yeah. And um, we wish him the best, you know. I, I wish him all the best. I just yeah. really was hoping he would come back, but I wish him all the best. And well, I, I mean, think he's going to get drafted. What about you? Oh, he'll definitely get drafted. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, I'm suspicious on when he will get drafted. I, I kind of don't think he's going to be in the first round, to be honest with you. I, yeah. I, could be wrong. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong because uh, I mean, if he's drafted in the first round, that just means more money for him, and, you know. And uh, but uh, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, that was a bummer. Um, yeah, but we wish you all the best, Isaiah. Good luck, man. Yes, sir. Uh, so let's shift to. Uh, I think there was some recruiting news. Uh, some unfortunate recruiting news, perhaps. Uh, Katron Jackson or Keytron Jackson? Yes. Um, yeah. What's going on with that? Well, Arkansas has been recruiting him, but from what I've been hearing, he is looking like he is going to go to Texas instead of Arkansas. Yeah, it's it's looking like. I mean, there for a while it looked like it was kind of neck and neck uh, between Texas and Arkansas, but. Um, Actually, I'm looking at 24/7 Sports right now. There are, they are forecasting that's a 58.8% chance that he's going to go to Texas. Um, uh, still 35.3% that he's going to come to Arkansas. But um, you know, it's looking, 
it's looking more like we may uh may lose that kid um but uh you know man it's just uh it's just all kinds of disappointment let's keep up with this trend and uh <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about football let's talk about uh the state of college football at the moment yes so uh i mean what's your thoughts on uh the pac-12 and big 10 not playing well um i can understand why they're not going to play because you know COVID has been linked to a heart condition called myocarditis. Yeah. And so people are really worried about people getting myocarditis. And I was reading that if it goes untreated, it can cause sudden cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. So that's what the parents are probably worried about. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's risks in sports any, any way you slice it. You know, um... It seems like every year, which I think there was a young man in Arkansas that that had passed away just recently. Um, I think it was either a heart condition or maybe a heat stroke uh, after a football practice. So, so I mean, you have you have that risk, you know, heat exhaustion, heat stroke um, that seems to happen um, every year. It seems at least in the South. Um, and then, uh, but I tell you, uh, you know, I have some friends, I have some family who are in school administration, and the it is a very real uh, thing, you know, as far as liability, mm-hmm. you know, for you know, if if you have a player who catches something and uh, and it could have been prevented, and God forbid something happens, you know, it's it's not going to look good on that school, uh, right. But uh, but then it's really hard too because I mean, some kids the only thing that they have to look forward to, unfortunately, is sports or are sports. You know, I know you. You know, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the podcast. But I mean, every year you you look forward to uh to your your basketball games. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you didn't have that, Taylor, I mean, I know it would bum you out. But I mean. The the thing is is I think you're fortunate though. I mean I mean you have other things in your life that bring you joy. Mm-hmm, I do. You know? Uh but you know, some folks, you know, some of the only the, the only thing that, that is in their life that gives them joy is sports. Mm-hmm. And if that's taken away from them, it's detrimental to uh uh well to their, their mental health. To their mental health. And so it's it's tough, man. It's real tough. Um twenty twenty <laughs> Is just well, it's just rotten, man. Uh, speaking of rotten, tell me what you think about Arkansas' schedule, uh, football specifically. Um, I think that the SEC didn't do us any favors. Um, For sure, I think that we have the toughest schedule in college football history. I think I think uh we we we're, we're pretty close to what whatever what Missouri has. Yes. Missouri Missouri has a pretty tough one too. They they didn't give them any or favors as well. But I would I would agree. In fact, um uh I don't have the the quote or or I think maybe it was a tweet by by Arkansas athletic director, you know, basically, I mean, I can't remember what all he said, but his, his demeanor, his, his outlook on it was bring it on, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so, so, I mean, I kind of, I kind of applaud him for that, you know? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, we may only get a couple of games in the season that gets canceled. Right. You know, anyways. 
just for those who are not aware, uh, the schedule goes as follows. September 26th, Georgia at Arkansas. Uh, October 3rd, Mississippi State at Mississippi State. October 10th at Auburn. October 17th, Ole Miss at home. On Halloween, 10:31, we've got A&M. Uh, that's probably going to be in Dallas, I mm -hmm. would imagine. Uh, Tennessee will be at Arkansas on November 7th. Florida, we will go there November 14th. Then following that, LSU at home November 21st. November 28th at Missouri. And then finally, December 5th, 2020, Alabama comes to Fayetteville. Realistically, Taylor, not 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 hopeful. Just let's look at the statistics. What is your forecast for this season? Well, um, it's kind of hard to say. I'm very worried about the possibility of us going 0-10 if we do complete the season. Mm -hmm. And it gives me great pain to say that, yeah. you know, as the diehard Razorback fan that I am. It just pains me greatly. Yeah. But I'm just being a realist, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and... <laughs> Being an Arkansas fan has made it that made us that way, has it? Yes. Um, so I'm looking at the schedule and I, I I mean I'm thinking I'm thinking we've got we've got a couple of wins in us. Mm -hmm. I really do. Which which wins are those gonna be? Um Honestly I don't know. I, I the the thing is is the 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 games that we would probably have the best opportunities to win would be uh, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Missouri. Mm -hmm. Well, Missouri and Mississippi State, we play there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are, I mean, you know, it's it's always harder to win on the road, of course. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit of an optimist here. Okay. Just a little bit. And I'm going to say we're going to have a – if we are able to play 10 games, we will win three of them. Wow, I hope you're right. I don't know which ones they will be. Um, because here's the thing. Um, Arkansas has had a lot of rotten luck over the years. Mm -hmm. But this is 2020. Anything can happen. Um, I'm not saying I, I, th this is not wishful thinking. Or anything mm -hmm. like that. I pray that all these players remain healthy. They don't get injured in any way, or or uh, get get this COVID. But it could be that a star player from a team could be quarantined, mm -hmm. and or or a couple of players. You know, I don't know if that's going to matter with Alabama because. Their third string could probably beat Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. On, on a on a bad day. Um, same thing for for a couple of these other teams, but it's a very real possibility that injuries, um, quote unquote injuries, may occur that could uh, put a damper on some of these teams' seasons, including Arkansas. I mean, we could have we could have it to where. 
uh, our star players are all under quarantine and for uh, for a number of games. And the games that we could have won, we won't because they're out. So, mm-hmm. anyways, I'm just saying, anything can happen, Taylor. Yes. Um, again, don't don't want anybody hurt or sick. You know, that, no. uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's a very real possibility that that could happen. Mm-hmm. And it could impact um, teams' records, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, all right. So, quarter one's over. Um, I just oh, had you, one quick yeah. question, Alex. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I wish Isaiah Joe all the best. Um, mm-hmm. Good luck, Isaiah. But what do you think that's going to do to Arkansas's run in the tournament? Mm. Well, you see, you know, we've got four freshmen. Mm-hmm. I'm know, excited and, about and, those. And I, you know, they they are they are very good, and they seem to be they seem to be going. Uh, Jiving real real well with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I just I feel like leadership on a team is very important. Yep. Uh, having Isaiah Joe, uh, you know, being uh kind of kind of a, a leader on that team. You know, well, who who's gonna be who's gonna be the quote unquote leader now on the team? You know, I mean, I guess we'll uh, have to rely on the four freshmen. Yeah, I mean, I get you know Kentucky does it every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, again, we can't say enough good things about our current basketball coach. Um, I think uh, he's he's gonna have it figured out. He know? had a plan with Isaiah and without Isaiah, and yeah. he made a statement saying he wishes Isaiah the best, and I wish him all the best, and I'm gonna root for whatever team he goes to. But yeah. Well, and and having Isaiah Joe, it would have been a lot. It would have been a lot easier to, um, as far as ball movement goes uh, and defense, uh, but but specifically ball movement and 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 having that outside shot yes. that he has, mm-hmm. um, what you know would open up our offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would it would make defenses have to have to cover more ground yes. more quickly. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have somebody that can step up and and fulfill that that role as a, of a sharpshooter. Yes, it um, will affect the ball movement, but I think we've got a lot of depth, unlike a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm interested to see what Vanover has to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if he's going to get a whole lot of playing time. Yeah. But I think uh, I don't know. I think he's he's a uh, he, he, sophomore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he is. He he transferred from uh, I forgot what Cal. It yeah, it was Cal, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it was in California. Um, so we'll see. I uh, I think as far as a run in the NCAA tournament, I think they still have the chops to uh, to make it to a Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but with that being said, this next quarter we're gonna we're gonna go back in time about eleven or twelve years. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about former basketball coach, John Pelfrey, for a second. Uh, but then specifically, we're going to dive into that 2008-2009 season. So I guess uh, I, so I guess I should say, I'm trying to say, welcome to the second quarter now, listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and this actually came as a request from, uh, from a listener, uh, Chris Hawthorne, if, if you're listening to this. 
we love you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, so, uh, and th this was a, actually a really good uh, suggestion. Uh, so let's talk about John Pelfrey for a second. T t tell me some facts, Taylor. Well, John Pelfrey played at Kentucky. Mm -hmm. He has been an assistant on some SEC staffs. He was at South Alabama before Arkansas, and he's currently at East Tennessee State. Uh, no, Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech. Yeah, yeah, and well, actually, actually not doing a great job there either. Um, his last season at Tennessee Tech was, uh, I guess, his only season at Tennessee Tech. He was nine and twenty-two. Uh, of course, first season, you, you know how it goes. You know, you get in the first year, you know, may have to rebuild a program. Um, so, uh, so we'll see. But yeah, he went to uh, after Arkansas. He he went back to Florida. Um, he was rehired by his former. Uh, head coach Billy Donovan. Mm -hmm. uh, we all know Billy Donovan. You know he's now the coach for for Oklahoma Thunder. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and actually, I mean Pelfrey and Donovan have a. I mean they're very close. Um, yeah, their their families actually I think still still keep in touch and everything. And uh, uh, you know I, I mean I remember I remember liking Pelfrey as a coach. Mm -hmm. um, I did too. You know, and he was he was a he was a player coach. I mean he was. I mean, of course, he wasn't as successful as what we had liked him to be, uh, but um, yeah, he kind of reminded me of Steve Kerr, you know, mm -hmm. just yeah. how he is. You know, he's a player coach. He he's been there before. He's been on good teams. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, if you have not watched The Last Dance, it's on Netflix right now. Check it out. Uh, the I mean, I think I mean I, I loved all of it. But Steve Kerr, the insight that he had on a lot of the things, yes, uh, was was just it was. I knew a lot about those seasons, but I didn't know a lot of the things that he had to say. Which right. Was, but anyways, we digress. Um. So yeah. Uh. So that's basically all I know about John Pelfrey is that he was on SEC staffs and yeah, he's had several jobs. He was a really good coach, wasn't he? Uh, you know, well, I mean, his record um, shows. I mean, he—I I would say he's an average coach if you're looking at his record. Um, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe he's just. I not said a, really good coach because I was thinking, you know, he was a players' coach, like you yeah, said. Yeah. You know, the thing about being a coach is, or being a good coach is, you have to be a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and. I mean, it, it speaks a lot for a coach that can take a player with a little bit of talent, yeah, or players with a lot of a little bit of talent and and make them into a formidable team, right? Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've got to have that talent. You've got to recruit that talent, um, and I feel like maybe that's what a reason he wasn't so successful at Arkansas. Uh, but then we'll we'll. When, who are some players that play for him that are noteworthy? Um, we had Sonny Weems. Mm -hmm. We had Stefan Welsh. Yep. We had Courtney Fortson. We had Rodney Clark. Yep. We had Marcus Britt. We had Mardrakis Wade. 
Yeah. Did you did you mention Marcus Monk? Oh, Marcus too? Monk as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Monk was there. Um, and well, and the thing is, is I mean, how many of these names do you hear nowadays, or heard maybe a couple years? I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know if many of these players really made it. Um, far as far as NBA or anything, and that and that that's kind of, I, I mean, not to not to speak ill of of these players, you know. I mean, I recognize these names. I remember cheering for them. Right. But uh, I mean, they just it 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 really comes down to recruiting and the coaching and instruction that you get after recruiting these players and. Uh, you know, for what it's worth, I mean, I, I think Rodney Clark would, was maybe one of the most noteworthy uh, players. He was an ESPN U100 recruit. Mm-hmm. He was ranked the sixth best incoming point guard in the nation um, at the time. Uh, Marcus Monk, you know, he he was playing he was playing there, but you know, I mean, of course, his his main thing was football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got drafted by the Bears, um, and he played he played for Tan- Stan Heath. Um, before Stan Heath left. Um, so again, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of anybody, but as far as noteworthy, noteworthy players, you know, not, not so much. Right. Um, but yeah, let's, okay. So we've talked about Pelfrey. Um, let's dig into that 2008, 2009 season. Oh yeah. That was a great Um, season. Well, it started off. Started out great. Yeah. Much like 2020, yes, started off great. You know, January, you know, January 1st, New Year's resolution 2020 is going to be our year, Taylor. Uh, January seemed to go by okay. February was good. We get into March and the wheels, the wheels come off, man. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, everybody knows, you know, we're, we're kind of, I mean, it's, it's a struggle, you know, this year for sure. Yeah. I mean, my gosh, we got two hurricanes. You know, we're we're gonna have two hurricanes hitting the Gulf probably next week. You know, that's hardly. I mean, in recorded history, that's hardly ever happened. Um, but uh, uh, but again, let's let's get back to to this season. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine started off real good. What 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 do you know about it? I just remember we started off twelve and one. And we had a couple of upset wins over Texas and Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, as you said, we started out twelve and one. The uh, the one loss that we had for that run was uh, against Missouri State. There, and I just wanted to point something out here. Uh, the majority of those wins were at home or at uh the the one game that we play in North Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Um the only game that we won that was away was at South Alabama, which we barely won, uh by the way. Um but yeah, we beat number four Oklahoma. And they, also they had the star player Blake Griffin. That's right. That's right. Um I remember that. I remember. I actually do remember thinking, "Oh man, we are gonna make a run on this season. Like we're man, we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish with maybe twenty six, twenty seven wins. We're gonna make a. We're gonna make a deep run in the SEC tournament. Uh, 
man, we, we've, we've got a caliber team that can at least make it to the Sweet 16, if not more. I mean, mm-hmm. people were excited. This, this team was, man, they were firing on all cylinders. And then, well, oh, uh, and then uh, later on, we beat number seven, Texas. Yes. That was the last game we won um, for a little bit. Um, and then we started SEC play. And, yeah, man, it just, like I said, the wheels came off. And Texas had some good players as well, so we beat a couple of talented teams. Oh, yes, sir. Well, I mean, if they were, if if you're if you're in January... Let's see. Yeah, we, we beat we beat Texas at the first of January. We beat Oklahoma at the end of December. Uh so I mean, not terribly deep in the season, but deep enough to where, you know, I mean the, these teams are establishing, you know, their their defenses, their offenses, you know, that they I mean, maybe they haven't peaked yet, you know, but but I mean they it's it's not just a, a fluke, you know, that these right. teams are, are getting beat. Um, but yeah, heavy losses. Um, uh, I think the only other games that we won were against Alabama and Georgia. And, uh, wouldn't you guess both of those wins were at home. So, you know, in Arkansas is always what I say always, it seems as though even here recently when Arkansas has good teams, they can usually win at home, just fine. Yeah. But then their road record is atrocious. Yes. Um, and this year is 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 a lot of the same. Uh, so and then of course we go to the the SEC men's basketball tournament. We lose lose first round to Florida. Um, well, to uh, uh, to his former uh, head coach, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Donovan. Uh, so yeah. So what, what do you think about that? I mean, I mean, I, I, I think there have been similar seasons that where we've started off pretty good. Uh, in fact, uh, this last season with, um, uh, with our current head coach, we started off pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we didn't have an atrocious season like this where, right. you know, but you know, we started off. I think we were thirteen and one, or something, or thirteen and two. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, Taylor. You may, you know this better than I do. I think it was fourteen and two. Fourteen and two, and then we started SEC play, and we started three and one in SEC play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, I think when we were, well, yeah, because we went to that Kentucky game, right? Yes. Yeah. But anyways, you know, so the thing is, is. Whenever you start SEC play, you know, sometimes it just doesn't matter what you've done. You know, those 10 or 12 games that you've played before you start SEC play. Mm-hmm. Um, even as, you know, in recent years, the SEC isn't as strong as it used to be. Right. Uh, so, I, I'm. let's just hope that if we are fortunate enough to have a basketball season, that we don't have a season like we did in 2008. Right. Because... Such a huge letdown, man. I yeah. remember just day in and day out, just just watching games or or hearing about games after the fact, and just uh just being so frustrated. You know, we started out so great. We beat two top ten teams almost back to back. Um, 
But, uh, but anyways, uh, Chris, yeah, we, we just wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, appreciate you letting us, uh, or giving us the idea on talking about Pelfrey in the 2008 season. Um, again, hopefully, hopefully we're not going to have another one like that. Right. Um, so, uh, shifting gears, we're going to go into our third quarter now. Welcome and, uh, to the third quarter, listeners. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're, uh, we're, we're past, at the halfway point. We're past halftime. Hopefully, hopefully I don't think anybody's gotten chewed out by their coaches no. during halftime around here. Yeah. But, uh, um, Taylor, let's talk about something that is very dear to your heart. Um, well, just take us away, man. Let's, uh, let's hear what you got to say. Well, I just want to say that I work for Civitan Services in Bryant, Arkansas, and I am so thankful and so blessed to be able to work there. And Civitan does something for disabled adults that is very near and dear to my heart. It's called the Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. And they have three main events every year. They have volleyball, they have bowling, and they have basketball. And of course, the basketball one is my favorite which is held every year on the third or fourth Thursday in February. And it's not looking good for this year, Alex, as far as me getting to play. But you yeah. know what? I was just telling my mom the other day that if I don't get to play this year, I'm going to come back bigger, stronger, and faster than ever the next year. So oh, heck yeah. Taylor Stallnaker's not going away. No, no, no. You're 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 not you're not ready to set that retirement date yet, are you? No, I'm not ready yet. Um so uh I'll just I'll just share a few things. I, I've I've been able to go and see a couple of your tournaments uh over the years and um I mean the the, the first I, I mean, there's many words that come to mind. Uh, inspirational, uh, for sure. Uh, but I mean, just and I'm I'm so impressed uh, by the uh, uh, the organization of the Special Olympics, uh, the the work that they do. But then also, I mean, guys, whenever things get back to normal, um, and and Taylor's doing his thing out on the basketball court. Um, Man, I would encourage everybody to go and, and watch some of these games. Uh, Y'all play your hearts out. Yes. Out there. Um, in fact, I mean, you're, you are very competitive. So, I mean, I knew you I knew you from church, mm -hmm. you know, at the time. You know, yep. we kind of started getting to know each other. And then you invited me to come. You know, we, we always talk about Arkansas sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you tell me, well, hey, man, I'm, I'm playing basketball, you know, down in Arkadelphia. You know, it's about an hour away from here, anybody who's not familiar with Arkansas. And uh, so, you know what? I take a half a day, and I just drive down there. Uh, me and Stephen, you know, uh, minister mm -hmm. you know, at, the, at the church, we go as well. Uh, he goes as well. And, uh, man, just, it was so incredibly intense. Like, I mean, you get that out there on the, the basketball court, and, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, with a with, uh, uh, with your cerebral palsy, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's kind of hard for you to, to, to walk around and, and everything, mm -hmm. but the speed at which you made it up and down the court, I, I'd never seen you move that fast. It was, it was so, 
it was so awesome, man. I mean, and uh, just your leadership out there on the court, um, and your your tenacity. I mean, I mean, I I, I didn't hear anything uh, a lot of the things that you were saying to maybe some of your competitors, but I mean, it kind of looked like you were you were you know trash talking a little bit out there. I mean, it all in good fun, but. Well, yeah, it's all in fun, but yeah. nobody's perfect, you yeah. know. But then on one on one end, you were you might have been kind of talking a little trash, but then you would encourage your teammates and even your competitors too out there too, because again, it's just it's such a just such an awesome thing um, to see. And uh, I, I man, I'm I'm so glad that you invited me to come and see those those games. Well, I'm looking forward to many more, uh, brother. Well, um, t- tell us about some of those games. I think, I think you, didn't you, you were talking about a, like a, what, what, 2016 or 2017? I forgot what years. I have a couple of games that I'd like to mention. Yeah. Um, the first game was on February 23rd, 2017. And you were there, Alex, for this game. Yeah. It was Civitan versus Friendship, and we beat Friendship in the first round, and then we advanced to the championship round, and we played our other Civitan team. Mm -hmm. So it was Civitan versus Civitan in the finals. And what I remember about this game, do you remember the block that LeBron James got on Andre Iguodala? Yeah, he went went the span of the court and blocked it at the... Yeah. 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 Well, I had to do that same thing. I had to run full speed Mm -hmm. down the court to get a stop on defense. And then the thing I remember was we were down 8 to 10. Yeah. Was that right? Yeah, 8 to 10. Yeah, y'all were down. We were down 8 to 10, and there was 30 seconds left. We inbound the ball, and we score and tie the game, and we go to overtime. Well, then, you remember in overtime, it was us on defense, and I was going one-on-one with their best player. Do you I remember, remember that? that? I remember that. And, and the thing so, is Alex, just, why don't you just talk about that a little bit, that play? Well, I just remember, well, <laughs> man, man, my memory is not, not what it used to be. Uh, uh, my my mind's like a still trap. Only now nothing's getting in. <laughs> uh, so uh, man, you're probably gonna have to hash it out. But I do remember. I, I will say this: the best player on that other team, he was not only kind of your arch nemesis, mm-hmm. and I'm putting that in quotation marks for mm-hmm. listeners to hear. But then also he was your best. He's your best friend. Yeah. And so so it's uh, uh again, man. I just I'm so impressed by how you kind of balance that competition level. I mean, I mean, you are so competitive, but then you still are, are super positive and, and just, and just really just, uh, um, supportive of everybody out there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, man, I, 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 I do remember him getting shut down. Yeah. I actually got the stop somehow. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I I can't. Uh, now I bet I bet your mom actually has video of this. Oh, we have video of it. You know, maybe maybe we can try to get a little snippet of that video, and maybe we can share that with people. We'll we'll, we'll see what we can do. Right. Um. But again, man. I mean, well, and then they have you at the uh, or at least the last one that I went to. Uh, they had you recite the uh, the Special Olympics Creed. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I don't know. Do you do you remember what that is? I can't remember it. Um, let me win, but if I do not win, let me be brave in the attempt. Uh, That's the Special Olympics oath right there. So, listeners, I Taylor, I want you to say that one more time, and and listeners, just just listen to this, and and if anything, I, I mean, yes, it is important to to win. I mean, uh, competition is important. We have to we have to learn competition. We yeah. have to teach competition, mm-hmm. the value of it. But listen to this again, and 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 really just. Let that soak in what what Taylor's saying. Let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. Let us be brave in that attempt. Mm-hmm. I think we can all take something from that. So, Alex, I got one more question about this first game, and then we'll dive into the second. But mm-hmm. what was going through your mind when you saw me one-on-one with the best player on the other team? Oh, I was uh, – it was it was one of those moments where, you know, you're watching a sporting event, and it's, it's coming down to the wire. Yes. And your heart, as a spectator, is beating out of your chest, thinking, I'm about to witness something epic. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and and again, man, like of all the live sports that I've ever watched, you know, I've been to Razorback football games, Razorback basketball games, um, uh, professional baseball, uh, um, you know, a, a number of uh, sporting events, you know, uh, small colleges, high schools, that sort of thing. I mean, have witnessed some great things happen live that my friend like your your display on the basketball court is hands down my favorite live sporting event that I've ever been to um it's just it's the the like I said the competitive drive that you have but then I mean you're just you're such a great leader but then you're also a great teammate uh I've uh you know, it's 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 something to watch, guys. I hope we get to watch it in the near future. Yes, sure. I just I knew my team needed me to get that stop, so yeah. I counted on myself to get it. When we've talked to, like a lot of the times, I get more excited about defensive stops than than you know the you know the last second shot you know that wins the game or last second TD that wins the game. You know, sometimes those defensive stops are just as exciting. Yes. As, uh, um and uh but man thanks for sharing that um that was well and and, i mean i mean i already knew about this but thanks for sharing it with the listeners because you know i think that's going to give them a lot uh better idea of uh man what type of guy you are um yes that was the hardest defensive stop i ever got and thank the good lord i got it oh yeah yeah man and uh y'all won three championships in a row right uh well let me break this down we lost in 2014, mm. we won in 2015, we yeah. lost in 2016, we won in 2017 and 18, oh, okay. and then we lost in 2019 and won in 2020. I remember that last one I went to, the one that y'all lost. Um, it really looked like that other team had been gunning for y'all. Yes. You know, they, they, they were pretty hungry for, for that win. And we're about to dive into that. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so that's uh, the first game, I guess. Yep. And so now we'll dive into the second. Well, it was on February 15th, 2018, and there's something extra special about this game. Our coach was Emily Cathcart. She's a great person and an even better coach. And, um, yeah, she, she was the coach, and we... We ended up getting a shutout in this game. Yeah. It was 18 to nothing. Oh, yeah. I remember, and I that, that. that was our best defensive game in all my seven years of doing this. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. I shut them down. And, you know, we just had a lot of great players. And, you know, Julie Crockett was the coach for 2017. I've just had so many great coaches, but... We had Emily Cathcart for 2018, and in 2018 she became the first coach to get a shutout. So that's never happened in oh, Special no. Olympics history. Yeah. So she's big on defense. Yeah, Emily Cathcart is the only yeah. coach to ever get a shutout in Special Olympics history. Oh, awesome. So awesome. hopefully that'll stick around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's very impressive, man. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, we might we may have some more Special Olympic stories uh, yeah. to share. Um, again, uh, guys, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things in this world that we can put our time and money into. But um, if if y'all are looking for something to to uh, to help help with either monetarily or with your time, man, the Special Olympics is a great organization. Um, I think uh, it's a uh, you know it's 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 a uh, it's helped uh, improve the lives of of so many folks. Um, uh, so much inspiration. And think and, it's uh, been around for a lot of years. And when I was telling Emily Cathcart that she got the shutout for the first time, she was just blown away. Yeah, yeah. She's the only one to ever do that. You know what though? I have a feeling she. I mean, sure that made her. I'm sure that made her feel good. But I think, yeah. I think she, she does this because because she loves y'all. Yeah. And, and I mean, I just want people to remember Emily yeah. Cathcart, the only person to ever get a shutout. When I walked in her office, yeah, she and I just had a great conversation about it. Well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Emily, if uh, if you have an opportunity, hopefully, hopefully she'll listen to this podcast and uh, uh, hear the shout out. Um. Man, awesome third quarter. Let's head. Let's let's go right into this fourth quarter because man, we are. We've been talking a lot, and uh, we've uh, we got one more topic to talk about, and that is uh, kind of a matter of faith. Um, so Proverbs three five through six. I think we're going to talk about this verse and just kind of just talk about what it means to us, Taylor. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna recite it here. And, uh, Man, you just you just dive into it and let me know let me know what your thoughts are on it. Proverbs three, five through six. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen, brother. So, man, what's let's get give us a devotional, man. What's what's uh what's on your mind with this verse? Well, what comes to mind for me is that whenever you are having doubts about what you want to do in your life or what you think you should do, 
you should lean on Jesus Christ and just trust in Him and He will direct your path what you need to do. Now, we all have things that we think we should do and then we change our mind and say, no, let's do this or no, let's do that. But We second guess ourselves. We second guess ourselves a lot, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we need to be careful about that. We don't want to make mistakes, but if we trust in Jesus Christ alone, He will direct our paths. Yeah. You know, in this verse, it makes me think of, uh, you remember the story where Abraham was uh, uh, told to walk up to a mountain to sacrifice his son Isaac? You remember mm -hmm. that story? Yeah. I mean, could you just put yourself in Abraham's shoes there? Like, what What did that, have been, what, what was that like, do you think? Man, that was really something. Yeah, I mean, um, he was not leaning on his own understanding. I mean, he no. was going up there, and, and man, he was going to go through with this. And then, you know, last second, you know, God told him, you know, no, you know, it's uh, now, you know, you know, I don't think I don't think God's going to put us through something like that. But I think I think He uses that as an example to to like, look, guys, trust me. You know, I got this. Mm -hmm. I got this, and and so how how does that how do you think that relates to where we're at in society right now with everything going on? Well, I was going to ask you how do you think that scripture relates to people with COVID nineteen or just dealing with this virus? Because we've already talked about how it's had a traumatic effect on people's mental health, mine included. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all we're all struggling, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're being told, you know, to do this or do that. Um, and of course school in Arkansas for, uh, for kids, you know, it's starting up next week and, you know, people are a little nervous about what's going on. Um, is it okay to be nervous? I mean, you know, uh, scripture tells us, you know, not to worry, you mm -hmm. know, to, to put, put our faith in God. Yep. Um, and, and that's what, that's what this verse is all about. You know, um, like, look, you know, we're, we're going to be second guessing decisions that we're making, you know, whether or not we should go back to school, whether or not we should be playing sports, whether or not we should be doing this or that. Um, we don't know ourselves what the right decision is, but, you know, I think consulting, the word is a good start. Mm -hmm. I think going into our rooms and and having time to think and and pray, mm -hmm. and uh, and just and and when I say when I say pray, I mean I mean go by ourselves somewhere quiet to where we can focus. You know, mm -hmm. we can focus on on not only the things that we feel like we need or want, but um. We need to let God know and 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 ask him just just uh just take think take it over you know wh whatever whatever we can't handle, please help us you know and um and again i think I think that's what that's what this verse is all about i've man I've been studying a lot on in proverbs lately there proverbs is is right now my favorite book to study mm hmm um I love it um and the thing we need to remember is me and you are New Testament Christians. 
So we have an eternity in heaven waiting on us, brother. Yes, yes, uh, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of us, and there's, uh, I'll tell you what, the world is always trying to tell us different. Yes. It's always trying to discourage us, and, you know, <laughs> we've talked about it in this podcast, Isaiah Joe not coming back for his... For, for for another year of Arkansas basketball. Yes. Was it a letdown? Was it a letdown? Yes. Yes. Was the fact that we have the hardest schedule in no NCAA doubt. history? Yes. Was the 2008-2009 basketball season a huge letdown? Yes. But you know what, man? We got so much going on in this life that, that we can look at. I mean... I mean, if you're just talking about, like you talked about, your our salvation, the hope that we have in Jesus, mm-hmm. that's enough. Yes. But then we also have other things like the Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, you know there are there are really good people, good servants that are that are putting in work there at the Special Olympics to, uh, and 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 people like you that are that are being inspirations. Yes. You know, thank to, you to folks. I mean, you truly are an inspiration and and uh um again, man, could you say that one more time? The creed. I think everybody needs to hear it one more time, man. Third time's a charm. Yes, let sir. me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. Listeners, let's be brave. Let's be brave in our daily walk. We may not always succeed, but let's be brave in everything we do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Taylor, man, I, I dude, I feel good. I feel good about this one. Um, anything you want to add? Well, I just know that, you know, we've talked about, you know, how and why, how and why we became Christians, and that's that's so important in a time like this when there's so much discouragement with COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, with COVID-19 and then, you know, everybody's worried about, you know, myocarditis and all this other stuff. But whatever pain we're going through right now, hell will be worse. Yes, that, that is that is the fact. That's why, man, uh, listeners, I mean, if there's anything you, you take away from this podcast, I mean, we love our Arkansas Razorbacks. We love sports. Uh, but, guys... You got to get right. We gotta just need to remember we're Christians and we're yeah. headed on our way to heaven. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's it's a it's a struggle, but hey, we can we can do it together. It's it's gonna seem like you're never gonna get out, but just remember that you have a home in heaven, and whatever you're going through right now, it won't matter when you get to heaven. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So. If you think you have it bad now, just think about heaven. You're on your way to heaven. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, uh, Taylor, man, this has been awesome. Uh, and re- really, I mean, there's only one more thing to say. Woo pig, baby!